I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell. And if you'd like to get rid of ads, which I'm almost certainly sure that you would like to, you can do so by going to stoicism.supercast.com and signing up for the premium feed at $6 a month. If supporting podcasts with dollars and cents isn't your thing, no problem. You can also support Practical Stoicism by leaving a review. You can also support Practical Stoicism by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Or if your podcast player doesn't allow for that sort of thing, you can also just shoot me an email and let me know you're enjoying the show. Whatever form of support you choose, I appreciate it. Today we'll be working through Meditation 13 of Book 4, which reads as follows. A man should always have these two rules in readiness. The one, to do only whatever the reason of the ruling and legislating faculty may suggest for the use of men. The other, to change thy opinion, if there is anyone at hand who sets thee right and moves thee from any opinion. But this change of opinion must proceed only from a certain persuasion, as of what is just or of common advantage and the like, and not because it appears pleasant or brings reputation. We men and women, we humans, should keep in mind these two things. The first is that whatever actions we take, they should only be taken if we have, through the use of our reasoning and logical abilities, determined that they are wise, just, and temperate, or brave actions to take. And also that if we come across a better reasoned way of thinking or way of acting, which seems to us to be in alignment with our goal of behaving virtuously and morally, that we should be willing to change our minds and to not be stubborn about it or cling to what we know or cling to what we now know is poorly reasoned simply because we reasoned it and have become attached both to it and the feeling of not being wrong. On the other hand, we shouldn't be so flexible that we change our minds because we want to be part of having the popular opinion. I think it was Mark Twain who said something like, if you ever find yourself on the majority side of an opinion, if you find yourself holding the popular opinion, that it might be time to reevaluate and make sure you're not wrong. A good Stoic never thinks he or she is always right. 
A good Stoic only always efforts to arrive at opinions or actions which, they can fairly say, they reason themselves to, rationally, and with intention. This doesn't mean we're always right. It may not even mean we're usually right. It only means that we endeavor to ensure that our decisions, opinions, and actions are defensible based on the knowledge available to us and based on the limits of our own minds. An example provided during yesterday's interview with Kai Whiting was, if we think recycling is good and we spend years of our lives recycling, we are using our rational minds to make a decision based on the information we have available to us. If we find out one day that the recycling company is corrupt and is, in fact, dumping our recycling into the ocean, we were certainly wrong that recycling in this specific case was a helpful thing to do. But we also didn't arrive at the decision to recycle in the first place with the information that's now available to us. And based on this new information, we should change our mind about recycling with that company. And we should perhaps do research to find more trustable ways of recycling. We also, by the same token, should not be viewed as having made an immoral decision before we had access to the information that allowed us to know that our decision was immoral in the first place. This is for us to realize as the people who made the decision, and it's also for other people to keep in mind when judging the actions of others in the past. That last bit should be pretty topical in a world where people are often hung out to dry because of things they did 10, 20, 30, or 40 years ago. Not to say that they shouldn't sometimes be hung out to dry for those things, but that we should keep in mind when judging someone for past actions, what kind of information they had available to them before making those actions during the period of history when they did take those actions. Remember, change is an eternal part of nature, and here, It's also a feature of our human lives. Information will change. Data will change. Insights will change. Concepts will mature. Good ideas will become bad ideas. Bad ideas might become good ideas. It is okay that these things are the case. It's okay that we are bound to be wrong in the long run more often than we were ever right. The important thing is, when we discover we're wrong, that we let go of whatever egotistical attachment we may have to being right, admit that our logic is now, with this new information, flawed, and change our positions on a given topic or our opinions of things. Doesn't matter if it's political, family-related, religious in nature, something to do with a friendship or a relationship with another person. We should attach ourselves not to the actions we understood as just and wise yesterday, but instead strive to conduct ourselves in accordance to the present moment's understanding of what is just and wise, and change our behavior if appropriate. Today, I guess this is homework, I'd like you to consider whether or not there's any position you hold that you suspect might be wrong, or maybe that you even know deep down is wrong, but that you avoid addressing because it will be uncomfortable to do so. It will be uncomfortable to admit you were wrong, to change the part of your identity that might be based on that wrong position. No doubt that would be difficult, but think how much more wrong it is, perhaps how much more uncomfortable it might become, if you were to stay committed to a belief or an ongoing series of decisions or actions that you now know to be actually wrong. Wrangle with that. Wrangle with what you find. Then, if called for, change your mind. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. If you'd like to get rid of ads, get straight to the content, and support this show, you can do so by going to stoicismpod.com and clicking the big orange button in the top right corner of the site. Another way to support the show is to review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or podchaser.com. Whether you choose to support financially or through a review, I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode, and until next time, take care. Thank you.